All right, so we are good. We got those little, we get alerts. You guys can't see them. We can't see them. It's a little annoying, but we got to get rid of them. They're done. We're good. It is Wealth Wellness Wednesday. We're excited today. We have a guest, but good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss, live with two this does. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0 in my new office. Yay. Um, I already shared that with the audience, but um, it's flipping amazing. <laughs> Very quiet. My husband's not home right now. So that's the next bonus. Anyways, today we have an amazing guest and we want to welcome her to the uh, Two Sisters podcast family. Welcome, Denise. Thank um, you. You're welcome. Um, Denise is a certified life coach. She is also the author of Busting Through Methods to Get Courageous, Take Action, Get Unstuck, and Find Your Personal Power. So we want to dive right into this conversation. First, tell us a little bit about the backdrop story to your writing that book, which I think is fascinating. Well, thank you so much for having me. I was raised in a very restrictive religion, grew up, you know, not knowing who I was or just being told what you wanted to, didn't want to do and told how you believed and told what your future was and, and never doing it right and never doing it enough. And then I went on to become an adult, left that, got married and then um, found ourselves bankrupt, divorced. And I was a welfare mom with four children not knowing where I was going to live the next night with the four kids. And I got myself out of that later, uh, got a great job in sales, found myself in a car accident that took me severely two years of rehabilitation. That was just so hard to get over that pain body. And, um, and then, you know, through all the uh, ups and downs of life, I found like this last, when I was going through COVID that I've been laid off from four different jobs and pivoting out of that mindset. And so I decided to write a book. It's like you said, busting through these methods that I put in busting through saw me through all these to get unstuck and find my power and be the current, get the courage to keep moving forward and not getting taken down by life, you know, and just keep seeing what I wanted to do with my life in moving forward. Yeah. And, you know, just within that short amount of time, you describe so many different scenarios of your stories mm -hmm. that define where you are today. Carol Sue, I mean. Yeah, we, we frequently talk about, you know, all those little things that really create into a bigger problem, snowball effect, domino effect that really pivots all different pieces of our life and our journey. And really, how do you navigate? You know, you, do you try it the old way? Do you try what you know, or do you bust through and say, that's not working, I gotta try something else. And I think it's pivotal to kind of reevaluate all of us where we are in whatever journey we're on. And you obviously went through, had to go through what you went through in several layers to really, appreciate and understand that it was still within your power to change to change the roadmap to change the journey by just probably doing some key pieces would you share some of those different things that said no nope, i'm going to bust through this i'm going to work through it and if someone was to say to you 
Give me, give me three things. What would they be? Yeah. Well, my book is my primary, primary thing that gives me clarity and sets myself up for success and getting rid of those past things that are holding you back is my book is a journaling workbook. Clarity I get from journaling is just got me through the hell of those times. Journaling, I find, is I talk, call it taking out the garbage. Uh, and, you know, at the end of my day, I journal. I journaled so much through those times because it's like, especially after the religion, because I didn't, I didn't know what I believed. I didn't even know if I believed in God because I was told what I believed for so long. So I had to do some serious unpacking. Who is Denise? What did Denise want? And then really rewrite these stories. Um, out from the past. And so I didn't have any resentment, so I could move forward. So that is one of my biggest tools as why my book is a journaling workbook. And second is tool for me that's so important is meditation. Meditation helps my mind as a monkey mind. It's going all over the place all day long. You know, I just have so much going on in there. And meditation to me is one of my key points that I have in my book to help stop and listen to what's going on into your soul. Listen to that voice that's saying, this is what I really want to do, but you're kind of afraid to get it out. Sometimes getting that clarity of just getting quiet for a little bit and, um, and to listening to what's going on to you and what feeds your soul. And other methods, I got so many of them in my book, but I just find Right now, I'm really analyzing uh, these last couple of years is how important, and I have a chapter about this, your health is and what you put into your body to what comes out of your body for your life and your mental state. To me, it's like so important. The American diet is just so bad. The sugars, the pops, the chemicals, the process, the fast food. And I find if I cheat, my mojo goes, you know, I just lose all of my spirit and my mojo and my drive. And I'm like, why can I get my butt off the couch? Why am I feeling sad today when there's nothing? And I realized, ah, I had a bunch of sugar. I had a bunch of carbs. I cheated and I haven't had any vegetables today or whatever, you know, it's just, I just really am analyzing that right now is how much that has effect on my mental state. And I think that's so important for people to start learning and listening and um, to what they're putting into their body, because it really helps to what's coming and making, helping you get unstuck from what you really want to achieve with your day and your life. That is so true. And that's one of the things that we frequently discuss. Uh, because we're in the health and wellness industry and, you know, we always talk about your gut is really your second brain. And how, exactly. is, it being how is it being nourished? Um, because the gut is what is going to nourish all our different organs and different pieces of our body to make sure that, you know, it's a fine machine. We got to make sure that it's like you take care of your vehicle, right? You, you go in for that oil change, that tune up, uh, make sure you have the right pressure in your tires. Those are all to get the maximum amount of that car, that machine running to its potential and to keep it running for longevity. So you get more life out of the car. Our bodies are no different. And one of the key pieces that we, Jan and I have talked about over the last two years, especially during this uh, pandemic is, you know, the sad piece that they're not talking about therapeutics. They're not talking about let's, if you're healthier, if you've got better gut health, your body can fight off 
colds, flus, viruses, whatever it may be, at a much more efficient pace than if you are not healthy. So frequently, a lot of people, like you're talking about, feeling that sluggish feeling, being on the couch, um, adds no value to your body saying, okay, I got, am I, okay, I'm taking all that in. Am I doing anything to burn it off? Am I, am I hydrating? Am I flushing out my system to get all the toxins? So I think it's paramount that, you know, we as a country and, you know, not even just as a country, it's just humanity. It's got to understand the value uh, of gut health and what it does do to your mindset uh, and your overall longevity. Don't you think, Jen? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, Denise, I was having a conversation the other day um, with someone who is always remarking how thin I am. And I thought that was, okay, that's nice that they said that. It's not what I'm getting at. But they specifically asked me and have asked me several times, well, how, how do you do it? Um, well, I said, I'm normal. And, you know, just like anybody else, I, I like sweets, um, can't be trusted about around a bag of potato chips. They're just not safe. But the bottom line is um, where we're at with a certain, like her goal, obviously, is to lose weight and be healthier. That's hard. But it's simplicity right now in her mind, because that's easy. But over here is also hard, keeping up with the workouts, you know, eating properly, hydrating properly, you know, having my nachos every now and then, which I did the other night, by the way, they were awesome with cheese on it. Sorry, I digress every now and then. But the, <laughs> point, the point being, when you're going through those difficulties in life, as you have, it's, it's the, as if though you said, okay, it's hard. It's hard. And what I say kind of when I'm going through those different things is, yeah, it's hard, but I'm going to choose my hard wisely. And I don't know, I think people would, um, I think take more of that stress and fear and everything away if they maybe thought better in those terms. It's just, was just kind of my take on that conversation, which was, which is similar to what we're chatting about um <laughs> excuse me what have you learned um specifically obviously so many different things because you went through this hardship you wrote this book when you decided to write the book and i think this is always profound when we talk with with authors in general what was the, there were so many little things but what was that thing that you're like oh this is what I have to do. Boom. I'm meant to do this. Yeah. Great, great question. Because back in 2018, I just got this inspiration. It's like, you know, I need to write all this stuff down, you know, that I do, because I do realize at that point in 2008, that things came along in my life. And I really just had these tools that I put together, these methods, as I call in my book, that I just go to, to get me through these things that come in our life. We're all going to have shit happen in our life. It's we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Things happen, but these methods don't take me down. So I realized that the methods make it so I don't get taken down. And I realized that. So in 2018, I just data dumped. I wrote out all the chapters. I, I just um, made an outline, how, everything that I wanted to put down. And I'm like, okay, I put it down. 
about a year later, I was down in Santa Barbara wine tasting with my daughter and with her cousin. And she's like, Denise, you should write a book. And I'm like, you know, cause you've been through so much. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to say this out loud. That means I have to follow through with it. I go, well, I actually kind of have. And uh, at that moment I knew, cause I have a promise to myself when I say something I'm going to do, I do it. I follow through. And, you know, I told her that, you know, I actually kind of have, and she encouraged me and my daughter did. And so I'm like, okay, now I got to set in motion to write a book on this. And so um, when COVID hit, you know, we're all home alone and I go, okay, I'm going to get out those notes and I'm going to write this book. And I got it all written out, but then I was like, oh my God, I can't publish this. This is really personal. And I talk about we being on welfare, which at the time when I was on welfare, I had such shame around. And so I was like, well, I'm not ashamed anymore about being on welfare. Maybe I could help somebody that has experienced that same thing and going through those same emotions around being on welfare. And then I was like, well, I'm talking and calling out the religion. I can't do that. You know, I can't, I can't do that. Cause that's what we're told you can't do. And the religion is like, Oh my God, the religion is still having mind games on me. It's like, do I care what they think? No. Do I care what my family thinks? It's still there. No. Okay. Moving forward. So I just, my main motivation was always, always, and still is, it's like that one person that is going through life and is having just feeling those stories are just beating them up from the past. They feel like they just can't move forward. They don't know what to do with their life. If they read my book and it helps them get just one aspect of their life on track, I am just feeling so like, okay, I did my job or getting this out on paper. <laughs> that is so true. And thank you so much for sharing that because I think it's really important to, for people to realize that, yeah, we've all been through some pretty kind of crappy things. And it makes me think of this book I'm reading and I've shared this before, If by Mark Batterson. And the tagline underneath it is trading your if only regrets for God's what if possibilities. So for instance, obviously, if you hadn't been through that horrific storm, maybe it was a tornado <laughs> that just dumped you into a place where obviously you were able to work through and, and bust through those barriers. And that says a lot right there. So my next question out of curiosity is, is that when you realized you wanted to be a life coach? Well, I decided when I wrote the book that I really wanted to support my audience, my readers, and I really wanted to have the tools to do that. So I got certified as a life coach. And that is my main goal with being a life coach is to support my readers and being able to help them with the tools to get through whatever they have that they're going through in life to help them find what they are, their passion and their purpose. And I do this also because anybody that buys my book, I have a closed Facebook group. That's a private group closed off from anybody to be able to access except for getting a private invitation to join. And I want to continue to support my readers with more affirmations, with more um, questions that get everybody thinking more journaling prompts and just to be there for if somebody needs to reach out for um, assistance. And I wanted to have a collaborative community of like-minded people to go to help in this world, this world, we need to know that there's others out there that care 
and support and want to be there for you. Yeah, I, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it is awesome because a lot of times uh, you're going to also get different perspectives uh, from your readers, from maybe something that you didn't think of. And who knows, that might inspire, inspire you to... Uh, to write another book, you never know. Busting yeah, the doors, busting the doors, <laughs> or how about busting the double doors? <laughs> you, know, you never know. Yeah, well, yeah, I already have in mind what my next book is. I'm going to keep promoting this one um, for a year, and then I'm going to start writing my next one. And I'm really excited about that one coming together. So let me ask, why not start writing it now? Well, I, I made a commitment to myself to keep promoting this one. And I do kind of keep out dumping ideas for the next one. It's kind of, that's kind of my, my process. Um, but I made a commitment to be 100% promoting this book right now and getting busting throughout. Um, it hasn't even been a year yet since it's only been like six months since it's been out. So I really want to make a commitment to um, be focused on this. That, that's awesome. Now, when your book came out and when you started your Facebook group, what do you think is one thing that you learned from your readers? Oh, great question. My readers are so diverse. And at first when I was writing my book, it's like, okay, this is for women. But I'm realizing that so much of my audience and my readers have been men and that, that are really very um, forthcoming with their vulnerabilities, what they're going through, what they're needing and what they're getting out of the book. And, um, and that has been really fun. And um, I think it's really made open my eyes to how, you know, us women, we are seemed like sometimes we're a little bit more vocal about what the past and our stories and our, what's going behind um, on and feeling stuck and going on with our lives. But the guys really need some tools out there too. And um, I was really, really uh, surprised how many were just like, I loved your book. I enjoyed this part. I finished this part. I'm doing the journaling. And I was like, well, it's good for you. You know, it's like, they weren't like, oh, you're a woman. So this isn't for me. You know, I saw that was really my surprise. That was really awesome. Wow. That's pretty neat. Uh, Carol Sue, I know, know we always talk about journaling. Um, and I've got one of my journals right here. I love props, by the way. They're just like so neat. Okay. I'm digressing again. Sorry. Um, I might have to pop into something about something, but a nothing about nothing. But today, I think it's really important too in this day and age that when you are journaling, um, you know, maybe that's something more that we should talk about because when, you know, sometimes when we talk to people or people, you know, comment on our podcast, they're like, oh, you're always talking about journaling, but it seems like such a chore. So what are your tips? Um, and Carol, so maybe you can share before um, we have Denise respond. What are some of your tips that you would like to share about journaling? Well, the, the myth about journaling is a lot of people think it's this long story, which inevitably that really was, it is what it is. However, if you take it and break it down into small segments, and I love um, journaling with different quotes, uh, with boxes. So you may have a certain quote that's your favorite, you know, short few sentences, what does that quote mean to you? Or how does it speak to you? How does it touch your heart? How does it impact you to do better, be better? Uh, then there might be aspects of it where it may have something to do with the family. 
again, you know, journal about that. But people, when they think of journaling, they think of you're, you're there for hours. And for those that are new to journaling, don't understand it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, most people, sometimes it's just jotting notes down on a sticky paper. And then you realize, well, wait a minute, what did I just do? Well, you're journaling. Uh, you know, it's, it's different avenues for different people. But I think if you're in the, um, not to think of it, quote, as a chore, uh, think of it as more that you're just sharing what's on your heart and you're going from what's in here to your hands to paper. That's all journaling is. And I think once you kind of do that, I think people, most people journal more than they actually realize that's what they're doing. <laughs> Excellent that's, point. That's so true. And, and Denise, uh, obviously with your experience in doing the brain dump, so to speak, before you wrote your book, you know, you had mentioned that you journaled um, almost, I want to say fast and furious. It's kind of what I, what I got out of that. And did you, when you first started journaling, because I think this is really important for people to know, how did you approach it? Like some people like to, as Carol Sue described, and I typically do that, but I also like to bullet journal. In fact, uh, after I get done journaling, I write um, bullet journal 10 things that I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. what, what is your methodology as far as journaling when you first started? Great question. When I first started, it was, like I said, just a brain dump of who I was, what was going on in my life. Cause I was felt so alone. It was just me and the kids. And I just felt so isolated because I really didn't have, you know, coming out of the religion, I didn't have any associates with them anymore. I didn't associate, have anybody with my family and I really had not been around anybody outside of the religion in so long. So I was really alone. So it was my time to discover myself. And I really cherish that time. And, um, for journaling too, I want people to realize there's no rules. Get just, you know, do what you want to do. There's no spell check. There's no grammar. There's no sentence structure. Just write. And people who say, I don't journal, that means you really should. That means there's something that you are afraid to put down on paper and see and deal with. And it's, that is so important. I find for me, and I tell people, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to do it this time. I don't have time. You know, sometimes it's great people who like to get up in the morning and do their workouts or whatever. And a lot of people say, oh, get up and do your journaling in the morning or make that part of their structure. Well, if that works out for you for your morning, and that's a great way to set your intention for the day. I like to just sometimes start my day out with just like writing three things that I intend for that day and keep it simple like that. Just three things I intend from to get from this day. And then at night, I find journaling for me is a great tool to data dump my day because I, like I said, my mind's going 500 miles an hour all the time. And it's a great way to, if you have a hard time sleeping, to get all those thoughts out of your head that seem to turn on when the minute the lights go off. And so that's a great tool. And then also at the end of the day, like you mentioned, I like to put my gratitudes. What did I learn from today? What was I grateful from today? And um, there's, like you said, there's no rules. You can, you don't have to keep it. If you're afraid somebody getting a hold of it, reading it, hey, do a ritual. You know, and I have rituals in my book about getting rid of some of those stories and um, getting rid of that. You don't have to keep it around for years. You, right. if I, I think it's fun to look at back and see your growth, but some people have fear around that. So 
like I said, there's no rules. Do what your body is telling you that in your mind is needing to let go and do right now. Ah, that is, I, I love how you describe that. And uh, with journaling, I also include um, a word of the day because I love learning and I kind of geek out on all that stuff. And the past um, couple of days, by the way, are words I've never heard of. This morning's word was, you, it, well, it's spelled E-U-C-A-T-A-S-T-R-O-P-H-E. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And I, I thought to myself, well, how do you pronounce that? And this particular one, it has um, a little uh, speaker on it. So, you know, it will tell you how to say the word, which is so cool. And then it uses it in a sentence. And by the way, it means a happy ending to a story. And what nice. happy ending for you in such a way, and for me and for Carol Sue, who is um, no longer a VIP, but is back to a naughty boss. <laughs> That's a sidebar story. Her uh, <laughs> uh, Zoom name happened to pop up VIP, and I was giving her a whole bunch of shit for that. But I, I can't am a VIP. Don't don't be confused by that. Because <laughs> I am the younger sister, and I love to harass her. But anyways, um, I want to thank you so much for sharing um, your story with us. How can our viewers and listeners um, contact you? Oh, well, thank you. Well, you can contact me by emailing me at PR at denisewester.com or you can get my book. Uh, just put in an Amazon is busting through and put Denise Wester or Denise Wester busting through and it will pop up and um, I'm on social media, but you can um, email me. My email, like I said, is at PR at denisewester.com. If you buy my book, you can email me and say, I bought your book and then I'll send you a link to join the private Facebook group. Oh, that's wonderful. And if you would love to share with us, um, I don't wanna say parting words, I don't mean it like that, but somebody right now that's listening or will be listening to the replay and they're feeling a little overwhelmed right now, mm -hmm. possibly looking at journaling, what would be one thing or a comment that you would say to them? Listen to that little voice inside of yourself that you have been squishing down for years or months or your lifetime. Listen to that little voice that's crying to get out that you know is in there that needs to be heard. You know, put it out on paper for at first, maybe like I said, on journaling, or just start paying attention to what you are and who you are. And you are powerful. You got this. You can move forward and you are strong. And start listening to what's going on inside you and you will bust through. That is awesome. Carol Sue, any uh, parting words? Absolutely. And I, and I think the, the point being is that what I, what I really love is that you're, you're doing that follow-up with the Facebook group, which again, I think is so important for people to kind of like um, an online book club almost but you're also a benefiting they're benefiting from from your own experiences but i think the the receiving gift is that you're benefiting from from your people that have purchased your book and hearing their journeys and their stories which is also keeps that creative juice going uh to inspire either yourself or other people within that group so i think that's amazing we so appreciate you sharing your thoughts and ideas and 
Uh, I love the fact of, you know, just go out and doing it. And when you were talking about those that are like afraid to, to write it down, I always, uh, I've done a ritual of a way to uh, get rid of something that you know in your heart, you, you need to write it down, but you need to also ceremonially get rid of it. So I tell people, write it down and burn it, you know, fold it up, put it in a little, you know, mug, little, little, whatever, and just light it and, 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 and watch it go. Uh, and that should kind of lift that burden off that person's shoulders. If it's something that they truly want to like release and let go. So there's many different pieces of journaling uh, that are really, truly gifts to, to make us all better and be better and do better. Exactly. That's so funny. You mentioned that because I have an exercise in my book. I call it the wall exercise where you write it down you affirm it, you let it go, and then you light it up. And yeah. so you, it's, it's a whole, yeah. So to get rid of some of those really big stories that just keep yes. nagging at you. So I appreciate right. you saying that because that's the tool in my book too. Awesome. And, that's great. And for me, I have done that, but once, well, more than once there was a bag of chips next to it. And well, that's a story <laughs> for another time. But anyways, thank you so much for um, being here today. Welcome again to the two sisters podcast family. My name is Janice, AKA wellness diva 5.0. And I am with two sisters who's going to just give us a little, you know, wealth wellness Wednesday. She explains it the best. So I'm with two Sisters, and this is Carol Sue, aka Naughty Boss Live. And I'm going to give you two, three important things to do today. Uh, you're going to be giving, you're going to be showing gravi- gratitude, and you're going to impact someone. And that's what Wealth Wednesday, Wealth Wellness Wednesday is all about. It is a final uh, financial exchange with someone that you don't know. And it's not about the monetary amount. It could be a dollar, it could be a quarter, it could be five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you choose it to be. But you never know who you may impact with a generosity that they're not expecting. Well, what do I mean by that? Go to your favorite grocery store, Walmart, Lowe's, wherever you shop, uh, go to the the gas station. Uh, If you're one of those that has to go get your coffee, pay for the person behind you, but just pay it forward because when you pay that forward, that kindness, you put it out into the universe, the gift that you're gonna be receiving is gonna come back, but guess what? You're gonna spark that other person to also pay it forward. And if we're all sharing kindness, we're all sharing gratitude, we're all paying it forward. We're setting up our world for a better place. With that, thank you so much, Denise, for for coming on. We look forward to uh, hearing more about your book too, which is is in the future, in the unforeseen future, but give it some time. Uh, And with that, we will see you tomorrow for, gosh, it's going to be, a green kind of a day. It's going to be St. Patty's Day. And uh, we are going on, I believe, at eight o'clock tomorrow. Somewhere yes. around there, but we'll let you know. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Pay it forward. Bye, Thank you. Bye.